we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> you could tell the setup is very DIY. Dude. Yeah, it is, but it's very much. Not it's cool. Good. I like the vibes. There's no Joe Rogan. There's, I mean, there's no <laughs> young Jamie in here to pull anything up, but we don't pull anything up anyways. But we don't have the fancy SM7B microphones or anything <laughs> like that. Which honestly, I listen to this shit and I feel like it's not terrible. You no, know. I actually, is this what you normally use this setup? Yeah. 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 Cause I've listened to a handful of episodes cause you've got like a lot, uh, like, like over 150. Something. Yeah. <clears throat> and no, it sounds really good. It always does. Thanks. I mean, I think most of it is the, uh, pirated plugins that I use <laughs> through a, this is Ableton nine. I don't even know what version of Ableton they're on now. Yeah. But I got this in like 2013 or 2014. It's been the same setup since then. But I use like uh, Isotope Nectar vocal processing software. And there's like a podcast setting on it. Mm -hmm. And like the only thing I really changed from the default on that is like the gate. Like if there's if was a really noisy day or something, I'll set the gate higher or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But and then I use like a mastering software on it, too, to make the voices sound really. And it's like really rich. Yeah, when like when you're just talking, you're not singing, and you're not trying to capture all the harmonics and stuff of yeah. someone's voice. Like, I don't think it matters that much, to be honest. Yeah. It, yeah, I don't think so. Like, I mean, it's like one of those things. If you can have the best shit, like I mentioned, like all these professional podcasts. Like, if you have, if you, I mean, if you have the money and it doesn't matter, then yeah, sure, you get the nicest shit. But like. There's several podcasts too where I notice like that they're they make money, they do ads, they make a lot of money, but they also like hold SM58s to yeah. for their mics. Right. You know, like it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's yeah. just kind of a flex. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, so what uh what brings you here? I mean, I know you got I mean, yeah. I know, but tell the people, you know. Well, I've got uh, a new record coming out. Uh it's called Forest Fire. And um it's like Almost four years in the making. <laughs> edit yeah. that out. <laughs> yeah, edit that out. Yeah, it's almost four years in the making. Um, some of the songs are pretty old, um, but uh, I'm excited about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have the one song out, Forest Fire. Forest Fire. Is okay. Out, yeah. So that's title the, track. One might say the titular track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I listened to it today. I try to keep it fresh. I didn't listen to anything until today. Yeah. Because I wanted to like, all right, have it kind of fresh in the mind. Cool. But yeah, it's very, uh, what, I want to know like what pedal you're using on the beginning of yeah. my guitar. It's very washy in a, in, um, in a nice way. <clears throat> I want to say it was either the El Cap or the Deco the okay. uh, strymon deco oh okay because yeah it, it sounds i th i think the strymon deco is what we used on that it sounds really good it's not you can you know it's good when there's like it's super like washy but it's not like i say washy it just means like it's it's there's a ton of reverb but you can still hear like the clarity of of the notes and stuff yeah i feel like that's the main difference between like really good and really shitty mm -hmm. like you can take like a shitty reverb pedal and just crank it and you're gonna get a lot of the like yeah. space but you're not gonna have like note clarity yeah. and stuff um we did a lot of of different things on this record um 
Wit produced it, Wit Feinberg. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so he he's got a really good ear, and uh, he you know he's got a good good ear for for tones, and um, we used a lot of his. He has this echo fix. It's like a tape echo. Yeah, I've, I was at his house when he lived in Ipsy. He made oh, a yeah. demo for me one time, and that that kid's got fucking gear, dude. Yeah, he does. He's got everything. Yeah, he does. For sure. And that was years ago, so I'm sure it's different what he has now, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got all the gear, that's for sure. Um but yeah, he he uh produced it and um I think we used the echo fix on the intro of Forest Fire, um, along with I wanna say the deco. It's got like this flange kind of yeah chorusy kind of effect definitely have a little bit of the chorusiness to it and like i said i listened to it once earlier so it's like i'd I'd have to kind of go back and like it's not completely ingrained in my mind yet like what that tone is but it was i just remember like the way it felt you know it felt very good it felt like i love that space i'm a suck sucker for the spacey shit dude like every time i buy a new pedal i feel like i keep buying the same pedal yeah. Like a different version of like Same here. I buy like a I bought a Dark Star Reverb. Those are really killer, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But then I bought uh an Afterneath from okay. I think is that Earthquaker Devices, I think. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and it's basically the same thing in a different It's it, 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 it there's a lot of overlap. Yeah. And then I have like the uh uh Black Fountain delay. Okay. Which is a lot of just like very dark, warm reverb and and delay sounds. Yeah, I'm like, I think I need to figure out a different lane yeah. to start buying pedals next because yeah. it's like, I think I I got this yeah. cover over here now. Yeah, I just um, I just reworked my pedal board um for the live show, uh, which is going to be on June sixteenth, um, and. I bought a couple new pedals. I bought the um, Wazacraft uh, Boss Chorus mm. pedal. Yeah. And it's made in Japan, and it's, like, supposed to be... The, the blue shit. one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My my friend has that one. Yeah, and it sounds really good. I've had it kind of, like, always on now because it's, like, so subtle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely uh, certain times where, like, a pedal like that can be an always on sort of effect, you know, especially if you're trying to have a through line on a bunch of songs on a record, sometimes like having a consistent guitar part or like for me, the, the line is usually like, honestly, just the fact that it's my voice on all the songs is the one thing that ties it all together because I just, I'm all over the place, Mm -hmm. which I think you kind of are too, in in sense of like song structures are not, I want to say weird because that's how I describe my own music. So don't take it the wrong way. Yeah. It's, but I always say just, you know, I like that type of shit more than just verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, you know, it's like, I might have a song or two like that, but it's by accident. And I just think that when it's not the go-to, then I'm more likely to listen. I'll more likely to keep listening. Yeah. Like when one song's done, like with your shit, I put on the single first, but then I was just letting it ride because, and I don't do that with everybody, you know, Mm. like to be honest, sometimes like I feel like I can't be expected to like every single band I interview. You know what I mean? So I'll, I'll listen to a song or two to get the vibe, but like 
if I feel like I got the formula down, then I'm, I'm probably just going to stop. Yeah. But I feel like you're more into the. Yeah. I'm into the, a little more, I don't know, abstract. Yeah. Call it, you know, uh, song structure. Um, I only have a, a couple songs that are a traditional, like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. And I just don't, I just don't really like that. Uh, structure i felt like yeah with your stuff it it was either like six or seven parts in a song or it was like there was a song or two where it was very like almost hypnotic like one thing that like kind of trance yeah 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 yeah. that yeah that's and that's what i was going for you know for some of that stuff um this new record is really different though um from the stuff that i've got on spotify right now uh it's a lot more like indie folk okay uh more acoustic guitar and there's quite a bit of spacey stuff on it um spacey washy you know fender yeah yeah dripping reverb kind of stuff like that like mixed with like the acoustic and kind of like early bony bear almost exactly that sounds like yeah Yeah. exactly but that, that guy's like creating like bon Iver, i guess for uh the the whatever album i think it was like for emma forever ago when he like went out to a cabin like a yeah. awesome cliche and like yeah. but i guess he like created um gear like he just like created like synths or created yeah. some type of like effect unit or something that yeah it, i haven't i read about it one time i was like okay uh, that doesn't make any sense to me yeah. at all like i wish i had that brain um yeah, I recently heard or watched a video on that record forever, forever, or forever, forever ago, I think yeah. it's called. Yeah. Um, and he just used like one acoustic guitar and like a SM57. Yeah. And that was like it. And yeah. It sounds like the record company was like, no, I don't think we should re-record this. It sounds pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was, that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think I say this a lot. I think that there's um, not necessarily bad sounds. I think that there's just song sounds that are maybe haven't found the correct context, you know? So, like, from a traditional pop sense, yeah, you're not going to record an album with SM57s on everything, yeah. you know? But for a record where the actual essence of it is you're trying to capture the whole like i'm alone i'm doing this from a place of solitude like and that's kind of like what the songs feel like and it it lends it it would be weird if that record was produced really like polished and you know in a studio setting it wouldn't have the same vibe yeah you know then it would just kind of be like something that doesn't know what it's trying to be almost Mm. so i i kind of dig that stuff and I guess, like, what do you, what would you say that, like, was it just a natural thing you growing up, like, that you just shied away from the, uh, not shied away, but, you know, moved away from, like, the traditional song structures, or is there, was there, like, influences that you think, like, influence the way that you, uh, did I really just say influences who influence the way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot, dude. But, yeah, but, like, who, in, like, what do you think influenced the way you think about music in terms of structure um i would say uh 
I, when I, I started writing when I was like 15 years old and I wrote like traditional verse, chorus, verse, chorus songs. And I don't know. I just felt like as I matured, uh, the songwriting kind of has to mature too. Yeah. You know, and it's, I don't know, it's a little more, feels a little more grown up at least to me to have kind of an experimental structure, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think definitely in terms of uh, indie rock or, you know, more, if you're using a little bit more of like avant-garde, like tones and things like that, I think that, plays right into a, using weird structures too because i don't know it's just it feels like you're missing the point if you're doing just the same yeah thing every single song but you're trying all these cool sounds but then you're just like putting it in a cage or something yeah you know? yeah that's how it feels to me anyways um but as far as like influences go um radiohead is a huge influence of me mm-hmm. um blind pilot i don't know if you've ever heard Mm-mm. of them they're like an indie folk band they're really good um they i would say those are the two biggest influences bony Vares is a pretty big influence of mine too um i just bought both those vinyls actually the uh for Emma forever ago and uh 22 a million 22 a million is a crazy record that is it's like one of my favorite. Records. I had to like, I feel like I need to just like trip and listen to that, <laughs> that album to fully understand it. You kind of do. Yeah. Cause it's, it's one of those albums. I'm like, Holy fuck. Like what is going through your mind that makes you th- make these choices? And like some of the songs on there, I'm like, is this a song? It, yeah. It's almost like if like a folk band, was trying to become like animal collective or something yeah you know what i mean like it's it's very like trying to like capture something in your subconscious almost yeah that's a good way to put it it's like it's not it's not trying to speak to like the immediate awareness almost It's, it's trying to speak to something like within you that I don't know. It's hard to explain, but you know what I'm saying? Kind of. I, like, I totally get what you're saying, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That record is, it's wild. And it's funny because I, when that record came out, I was, I never did drugs or anything. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I never did drugs up until like literally like three or four years ago. And, um, how old are you? I'm 30. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I, I was, I grew up as a Jehovah's witness. Oh, no so, shit. Yeah. So it's, uh, Just witnessing Jehovah. Yeah. Witnessing time. Jehovah. <laughs> it was, uh, it was a fun time, I guess, but no, I was sober, uh, sober. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I got a straight problem. edge. <laughs> <laughs> no, like when that record came out, I think it was like 2016 or whatever. I had just gotten married and things were great and that record was like really off the wall yeah and when the first time i listened to it it like scared the shit out of me kind of yeah like there's one song on there i remember it was i think it's called moon water that song was like uh, so creepy but um definitely experiencing it like 
high is a different, different, yeah. different experience. Yeah. I'll tell you a story about that once we're done here. <laughs> I don't want to like, I don't know if my parents are listening. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously that, Hey, guess what? I smoke weed sometimes, Yeah, but yeah. we'll get into it. <laughs> but no, man, that was definitely one of those records. And like, even I love records like that where the first time it's like, you remember it. You remember yeah. like the first experience. Like I remember the first time I heard, okay, computer, I was like yeah. sitting in a car outside of my friend's house while my friends were all inside smoking weed and i think this was before i smoked weed and like yeah. there's this one kid's house ryan that like his dad didn't give a shit and we always go over there to like just do illicit things in high yeah. school and i remember i was just like sitting in the driver's seat of my friend's car while they were all inside either like getting weed or something and yeah. i like put on airbag because i remember for like the last year my friend carl who like was the guy who would just take your iPod and load it with all the music. Yeah. And so he'd always talk about Radiohead so fucking good. Radiohead, Radiohead. And I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. And then I just find, I was like, fine, I'll, I'll listen to Radiohead. I'm, yeah. I got nothing to do. I'm waiting. And then I, I've listened to airbag and just like in the dark in the, in a car, like immersive sound. And I was just like, what the yeah. fuck dude? Like just the, sh- sh- the sleigh bells. I'm like, holy yeah. fuck. I'm hooked. I got the poster in my living room. Yeah. You know, that's like, is that your favorite record? I mean, favorite Radiohead record. It's so it's so hard. Like I, the play, you know the playlist of in rainbows and in in um, OK Computer where it's like it starts with um, Airbag and then it goes fifteen step and then it goes. To oh really? I didn't know. I don't. Paranoid Android. Yeah, and I don't there's like a fan theory that like those albums are made to because they're ten years apart and they're if you chop it up like that. Um, if you just like alternate songs, it works like really perfectly. It's amazing. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's like a playlist. I'll I'll uh I'll find it for you because it's it's on it's on Spotify. Like, and it's uh I don't know if it's like an official artist playlist, but I think it might be. Yeah. Um, but those two are they're pretty much inseparable for me in terms. Of, it's hard. I can't really say which one I like more. You know, because I often just listen to them together like that. Yeah. But those two for sure and then i would say probably like um moon shape pool after that yeah i mean everyone that is that is a good one everyone wants to, wants to say kid a which kid a is fucking awesome don't yeah. get me wrong but it's more i need it's more of like a mood album i need to be like in the kid a mood yeah whereas the other ones i can just like all right listening to them puts me in the mood whereas mm-hmm. kid a i'm like all right i gotta be seeking this out yeah um I like Hail to the Thief. That's a good one. It is a good one. It's It flies under the radar a it little does, bit. Yeah. They play a lot of it live, though, usually. Yeah. I saw him in, like, 2008, dude. The King of Limbs tour? Um, I think... No, it was for... I think it was right after In Rainbows came out. Oh, yeah, because King of Limbs was, like, 2011. I saw him twice. I saw him in Detroit, and I saw him in, like, Indianapolis or Fort Wayne or something. Oh, okay. Um, two Back-to-back nights. Oh, fuck And it yeah. was so fucking badass, dude. That's the way to do it, because yeah. they play such a different set list every they, night. They did, yeah. And they did the gloaming live, and it was like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's such a, yeah, they're them live is just unbelievable like when they did the uh the moonshape pool tour and they came to lca and like they started out with i think daydreaming and they yeah. had like this giant 
light. It looked like porcupines. Like the lights were just like from one singular point on the stage, just shooting beams like in every direction. So it looked like all these light spikes going That's out cool. everywhere. And it was just like Tom just doing his little dance, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an insane. Like I'm so jealous of them in the sense of like they can play really quiet and dynamic music at times and everyone just shuts up yeah everyone's just listening yeah you know whereas like being someone that no one really knows like you go to play a bar and we'll be at a show at fucking logger house or something which like no hate obviously it's but like we'll try to i'll try to show the radiohead influence or something or i'll try to play a song that's like slower and more of like emotionally grabbing and people are just fucking talking the whole time you know what i mean yeah it's when you can get them though it's a good feeling yeah when you can get people to like pay attention for sure it's rare yeah (laughs) you know yeah i'm uh i'm pretty excited about this show this release show because i haven't played in like it's been like 10 years since i played a show oh really yeah damn so do you have like a full band and everything too yeah um so wit's gonna be playing bass um evan layborn is playing drums. Uh, Alex Annas is on guitar. So it'll be us four. Okay. Yeah. Half of Fallow Land. Half of Fallow Land. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Evan's sweet too, dude. He is. He's really good. He did the drums on the record and killed it, dude. Oh, yeah. He's a beast. Yeah. Because uh, he plays um, He plays with Jake and No Fun Club. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I've watched him a couple times. And whenever I watch him, them play i usually just end up watching evan watching yeah, the drummer. Yeah. like when there's a good drummer like i'm just obsessed yeah, with watching yeah. it because uh i don't play drums i don't understand how you can fucking same, play drums, dude. same dude i don't get it at all i don't understand like the multiple limbs doing independent rhythms yeah. and stuff dude my brain just doesn't That's work that crazy. way but i feel like if if your brain does work that way then you can do some pretty wild wild hell things. yeah I don't know. I don't know if there's like a mutual jealousy between drummers or guitarists, but then there's people that can do both. I'm just like, fuck you, dude. Like you, you got it made and you don't even know. Yeah. I, um, what the fuck? What was going on? Oh, my, (laughs) this screen is just probably trying to be smart. There we go. It's a quote unquote, it's a smart screen. It's like, no, you, you come in at all the wrong times. You hear me say something, <laughs> you're wrong. But yeah. But no, I mean, so like, have you uh, done a lot of uh, rehearsing, I guess, with these guys? Or is it just kind of like... No, actually, we're, we've got a couple rehearsals planned uh, in May, end of May, and a uh, couple in June, but the show's on June 16th. Yeah, you got so time. So we got time. Yeah. Where's it at again? It's at The Loving Touch. Oh, fuck yeah yeah fuck yeah dude that's a good spot yeah that's a good spot it's, that's what i've heard i've never been there oh you've never even been i've there? never even been there oh no. wow dude yeah. yeah yeah it's it's good i mean it sounds good yeah and that's it's, what i've heard mm-hmm. yeah it's a fun it's a fun spot because there's not enough venues have like a place for people to chill too. yeah like there's there's like a, a section with benches once you walk in the door and there's a bar and there's like some seating, but there's, but the seating isn't like weirdly in the stage area, you know, it's set up well. 
and the sound is good. Usually they have good good sound guys running too. So like yeah. every, every time I've played there, it's the only issues I've ever had have been my own fault. You know, like yeah. like my it's gear. probably gonna be me fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like my I've had like we had like a record release show and my amp just decided to shit oh, out like man. that day. Uh, That's like what I worry about. <laughs> yeah, it was a nightmare. But is it like a vintage amp or no? It was um. It's just it's a Fender amp. I've had a lot of work done to it, um, yeah. but this was before I had the I had it looked at the most recent time, and I had it like upgraded cr- like a crazy amount because I just got so sick of it fucking up. Yeah. But before that, it was like the because um, I it has an effects loop, so I was using the main input, and I was also using the effects loop inputs for the pedals and stuff. And gotcha. one of them, the. Um, the input jack was like broken off on the inside and I had no idea what the hell was happening. I had no idea what it was at the time, you know? Oh yeah. But like the, the cable basically wasn't touching anything when it went into the amp, one of Hmm. the effects loops. Interesting. So it was just like going in and out and like effects weren't working and shit was terrible. That sucks. Yeah, it was terrible, but it was fine. I mean, people don't know the difference a lot of times. Yeah. It's just you, but it definitely affected like how I was able to enjoy it, but you know, you've played some, I played so many shows, dude. It's like, it kind of gets blended in, you yeah. know, there's, there's been good ones. There's been bad ones. It's yeah. just, just how it is. But do you guys, uh, do you guys have plans for like any more gigs or is it just kind of like, I don't know like, um, how much you want to play out and stuff or. Yeah. I don't really, um, I don't really feel like playing live. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't really like, playing live i'd rather record yeah i love recording um yeah. i don't know why um but it's just it's what i like to do you know it's a good thing to know I mean, yeah i kind of know enough just to like get in trouble you know yeah yeah like i'm not a pro or anything but you know i can press the red button and add a compressor on and <laughs> shit like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. The, I wish I do more about like actual sound engineering stuff. Yeah. Like I'll go work. I usually do work with a uh, Tyler Floyd. Oh yeah. Yeah. He does uh, most of our stuff now. I did a lot of stuff with uh, Nick Diener for our first record, mm-hmm. but he just lives so far away that it just makes more Tyler's like 20 minutes from here yeah. well for now anyways but uh yeah it's it's I'll watch him like plug all there's all these cables everywhere dude and he's yeah. like like measuring distance between yeah. the microphone and stuff I'm like damn it dude I'm so overwhelmed by all everything I don't know that it makes it hard to like want to get into it and all the investments yeah. of the gear and all that stuff I don't know. It's one of those things I yeah, wish I would have like gone to school for or something. I tried going to school for it, um, but I I dropped out because I was like, I thought they were going to, I thought we were going to be going to like a real recording studio and like patching in shit. And yeah. Learning real stuff. And it's just, it's all in the box now. You know, it's in the computer and it's. Oh, I'm like, I know half the shit. I've been doing this since I was 15 years old. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But that's kind of sad. But yeah, so I didn't really feel like continuing to do that. It just wasn't really, 
interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, if 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 like the knowledge you're going for is stuff that you can just do on your own, you know. I mean, it would have been yeah, like you said, it would have been nice to like go to real studios and like actually figure out how to use all the analog gear. Yeah, that's stuff. what I was looking forward to, but. Yeah, I think there's some programs that you can do that. Like when I, I went to Central for a year and they had a recording studio there where they had like this guy who was just like not great. Like yeah. he didn't give a shit about our music, but oh, he would yeah. charge us like 75 bucks to do a demo. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's fine. Oh, we'll man. do that. Yeah. But they have a studio there, you know, and they have like a recording program there. So I yeah. think I don't know if they still do. This was like 2009, but I know these ex- these places exist, you know. But yeah, I do mm-hmm. think nowadays it's probably a lot of digital because the digital stuff is so good too. Yeah, it is. You know, like in a way, I kind of get it. Yeah, you know, like I for sure. Like I said, this podcast is just a bunch of plugins that yeah. that mimic the effects of analog, yeah. like outboard gear and stuff. And I don't have room for any gear in here, you know. No, it looks cool though. It's like have a yeah. rack, you know, like a rack full of shit and all these cables come. It looks like you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, do you record demos here and stuff? Um, a little bit. Like, honestly, a lot of the times. We, we do things so weird. Like I'll record, a, I'll just, I'll write a song and it just kind of stays in my head or I, I'll just like practice it on guitar. Yeah. And then I'll bring it to the band in a practice and we'll kind of just jam through it. And then once we kind of have like a loose structure down or like the, the, the song structure is there and just maybe all the parts aren't set in stone, I'll just record us live on my phone. And yeah. That's usually enough. And then we'll just start playing it. Like the most recent song we recorded, recorded or we just started playing it live without any recordings or anything we just like all right fuck it we'll play live and like parts have been developing that way after playing it and we just went into the studio and recorded the drums and the guitar and so now the song's like kind of taking shape as we do studio sessions and stuff but we definitely don't do standard like full pre-production demos of songs like uh, we could but i just a lot of i don't know it just doesn't work yeah. I, I mean it, it were i just don't do that right you know yeah, it's just yeah. like not the process yeah. and i'm told that that's wrong by some <laughs> people <laughs> that it's better to have pre-production demos but i don't yeah. think it matters if i think it, it depends on like your style and like we did a lot of pre-production on this record um like I recorded a bunch of demos and some of them were just like, like you said on your phone, um, voice memo or whatever. And, uh, and then we kind of, uh, had me go back and kind of perfect the demos piece by piece, kind of, you know, um, focus on each song and we changed the keys of some songs and did some stuff and, so there was a lot of pre-production and then um the recording process was really quick it was only like i think three weeks yeah quickish i mean mean, that's 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 standard i guess it's pretty good i mean i i go like sometimes months in between sessions you know just to like and so i guess that's how pre-production happens for us it's like i'll write the song but then i just 
a lot of the pre-production is just in my head. Like I just think about it and mm-hmm. I just, I change things in my head and like we'll record the drums and the main guitar part, which I know aren't going to change. And then a lot of the stuff I'll just toy with different ideas in my head until when I, I schedule another session is when I know I'm ready to like lay down the final thing. Okay. But, but there's not like evidence of pre-production that's happened, like demos yeah. and things like that, which I don't know. I think what you mentioned, like changing keys of songs, like yeah. that's something I wish I did. And I think the next record I do, I'm going to be more uh, deliberate about that. Cause yeah. was it like a vocal? Thing? It was a vocal thing yeah. for me. Like I could not, I couldn't get this one section and I think we dropped it. Um, well, first it started out in a really funky tuning. It was like a weird tuning that I, I found um, a Joni Mitchell tuning hmm. um, for the song Hajira. And um, it was a wonky tuning and it was just really hard to play, you know? Yeah. So I uh, figured it out, transposed it. And then, and then we dropped it a couple of keys. Um, and yeah, it was, that's, that song is called human being. And, you know, I'm really excited for people to hear that one. Yeah. I think it's good. I, you know, I hope people listen to this too before, yeah. because I think it's, I love having the context for, for stuff, especially before I hear it, you know, yeah. There's, there's definitely some times where I don't listen to the music even until I've interviewed someone because, oh, I want, yeah, yeah, because it's some sometimes it's cool to be like, you know, give me the uh, the four one one about what I'm about to get into here and like it might make me even more likely to enjoy something that I might not have enjoyed before. Yeah, you know, like okay, if I can hear what people were trying to go for, then if if I'm into that, if I'm into the concept of it. I might, I might dig something that otherwise I might've been just like, eh, whatever. Right. You know, not to yeah. sound like a dick, but you know what I mean? It's like not everything, like I said before, like not everything you're going to like, but like the more, the more I can care about something like, uh, you know, beforehand, the yeah. more, the more enjoyable it's going to be, I think. Yeah. Which kind of makes me think like, do you think, um, that there's a particular theme or concept at all or like a, a conceptual through line in the record. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would, I would consider it. Um, I mean, I guess I would consider it a concept album. Um, it's kind of mostly about, it's kind of like about mental health. Okay. A little bit. And what is that? My struggles with it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I have like uh bipolar disorder and, um, I've had a few like breakdowns. Yeah. No, nah, dude. And, uh, they're, they were pretty serious. Um, like I ended up in the hospital a couple times and, um, throughout the making of the record, you know, and it was like, I don't know. It was just, I used that for inspiration a lot. Yeah. And <clears throat> I talk about my father a lot, which is interesting cuz he's living with me now. Um he just he just moved in. He's I hope he doesn't hear this, but he's an, <laughs> he's an alcoholic. Oh, okay. And he's like um like like a serious alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> and uh 
it's not funny, but um, he he's a main theme on the record. Oh, you okay. know, my relationship with him. Um, it was kind of turbulent growing up. And um, like now I'm trying to have a relationship with him. But at the same time, it's like he's. It's difficult because that's like almost like its you know? own form of like just bipolar in the sense of like you get one person one day and you might get one person, a different person the other day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whether like the two poles being like sober versus drunk. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I. I get that. I get that, dude. Yeah. Not I mean not my dad's not an alcoholic, but like I definitely have had family members who had addiction problems and I I see it and I I know what it's like, yeah. you know, and like I've had family members who are bipolar too and like I think people hear that word and they think that there's the the stigma associated with it I think is so off base. Yeah. I really do. I think that yeah. I think that it's just like it's almost like you're just more predisposed to have like episodes of mental sickness. It's not like in a lot of cases anyways, I feel like not every single day is just like a mighty struggle for survival necessarily. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, then you're just, cause I feel you can say you're bipolar and then people will look at you differently. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. As, yeah. as if you're not just like mostly normal most of the time. Yeah. You know yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, you know, I'm normal, you know, but there are times where I am running around outside with my shirt off and no shoes in December. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. Jonesing for a cigarette and <laughs> wanting to fight anybody in my path. It's kind of, it's crazy how like the brain's capacity to just betray itself like that, yeah. you know? It's it's funny. It's fu- I laugh at it, you know. You kind of have to because it's like, what else are you going to do? Hate yourself for no. it? You know? Like, yeah. it's like I, a choice you're making. Yeah, you know? I, I've been through like, the past three years have been like really rough for me. I got a divorce. Mm. Um, yeah, we, me and my wife split up. We've been split up for like two years now almost. And she went and got pregnant with another dude oh dude yeah that fucking sucks yeah it was terrible and uh i got in a car accident um and i had surgery on my neck i injured my neck damn and so there was like culmination of all this stuff that was stressing me out i had a lawsuit going on with the uh car accident oh shit and um but it's all over now. It's in the past and uh, shit. I ain't got nothing on my plate now. Yeah. You know, like now, <laughs> that's a good feeling, now it's though. just, I can focus on music and I, that's why I feel like it's like the perfect timing for me to play live. Um, just cause you know, all the crap that I've been through and now it's all kind of settled down and yeah, you know, yeah. And you've lived like a lot of life for like still just being 30. You know? Yeah. Like that's a lot yeah like i've never even been engaged you know i'm 30 really? i'm 32 you know wow and i'm like you're getting up there man yeah i know <laughs> i know dude but it's not like i feel like i'm falling behind or anything either yeah. though like i'm very uh i'm very abstract with how i uh view the timeline of one's life you know i don't i don't subscribe to any of like 
oh well if i'm if i don't get married by the time i'm 35 or blah 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 if i don't have kids but some people are very like they segment their life into these little five-year plans you know and that works for them i'm not like that at all i can't i've tried to be like i can't handle the pressure of that you know i don't and i've i don't know i've just had a lot of relationships just not work too yeah like i couldn't tell you how many like there's multiple girlfriends i've had that are now either dating or married to women so that's really my, that's been my luck you know? <laughs> which is like i'm super happy for him it makes it so yeah. much easier <laughs> me. it's like you know it's not like they're with another dude they're with a, a girl and it's yeah. like i get that i like girls i'm into girls i get i i understand you being into girls i don't get being into guys like yeah like so you make sense <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with being into guys. I would hope no, that no, people no. are into guys. Yeah. I am one. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's like I don't I don't I don't understand that feeling. So I'm just like, okay, yeah. do your do your thing. That's great. But yeah, just hasn't uh hasn't been in the cards though. But I think, no. you know, it's it's important to like whatever means you use to embrace your own mental health and like whether it's music, whether it's therapy or like or just like honest self-disclosure once in a while. Like it's important to have some type of dialogue within yourself yeah. about like who you are and like coming to terms with what your struggles are, you know, cause everybody has them for sure. There's, it's just to what extent are you honest about who you are yeah. with yourself and other people? You know I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of times like you could just because you're honest about it, like people would look at you almost like you have a weakness or something. Yeah. And it's fucking annoying. Yeah. Yeah. That's super annoying. Yeah. Really, really is. Like I've had, I've definitely had moments or like friends and stuff where like if I show a lot of vulnerability or something, I'll, I'll develop this reputation as like the weaker one or something. Yeah. And it's like, no dude, I just, get myself yeah, like, yeah i'm just i'm not trying to hide anything yeah you know like who knows what like i couldn't imagine being the type of person that just like on the outside they just they have nothing wrong and they don't experience any ups and downs or anything or no downs always ups it's like no that's just not real it's like, not realistic yeah i can't yeah. i can't ex- I imagine like being that way yeah i don't know but there's the stigma you know of uh i think it's getting better though you know, I think overall, I think, I think so, you know, I think that's evidenced by you. Like just the fact that you're like here talking in a microphone and talking yeah. about the stuff. I think maybe I may regret it. <laughs> no, but like uh, 10 years ago, you might've been much more likely to regret it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Probably. Yeah. I, I think just in general, people are becoming more comfortable with it. Yeah. Whereas it's like not so, I don't know, there's not so much like, <gasps> you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you admitted it. What the fuck? Yeah. But are you the type of person that you like, um, do you think when you play live, do you think you're going to talk about this stuff? Like, do you think you're going to like go into like storyteller mode? Like this song's about this or I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I've been thinking about like what I'm going to say, you know, cause you have to say something. You kind of have to fill the space somehow, while you're yeah. tuning and mm-hmm. shit like that. Um, so yeah, I'll probably introduce each song, not each song, but like a couple of them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've done, I've gone shows where I didn't do it at all. Yeah. And then I've gone shows where I'm just like, Oh, I should probably like 
Say something. You like know. some smart ass comedy. Yeah, I know, dude. I try to shy away from that stuff. There's some shows where I'm just in the mood and I just, I'm just a, an idiot. Yeah, you know and it doesn't even make sense with the music we play to be so silly about stuff because like i'll just i'll just be joking around big time and then i'll immediately start some song where i have to like switch into serious mode (laughs) and it's just like got to be such a confusing experience for the audience (laughs) but i'm just like that's hilarious it's the mood i'm in right now i don't know like because you get so used to i don't know it's like I don't think you're going to have this experience playing for the first time in a decade. Like, I think you'll be so locked in, dude. Like, I think, yeah. like, I wish I could get that feeling back in some ways, you know, where it was such a a moment for me to be playing. Yeah. You know, like, that's going to be sick. So important. Yeah. Now it's like, I'm so immune to the emotional ups and downs that, like, the music would cause. Yeah. That I forget that it might be happening to the other people who are listening to it in the audience. Like they're hearing it for the first time. This might be affecting them in some way that I'm now immune, yeah. immune to. So yeah. it's probably not for the best for me to like go into fucking giggle fits after, a, after a really serious song, you know, <laughs> it kind of cheapens the whole thing. I feel like, yeah. and I'm just now realizing this. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> On air realizations. Yeah. My shit is really intense. Uh, so I don't know. There's not going to be too much joking around. It's, yeah. It's yeah. It's pretty serious stuff, I guess. Yeah. And it's going to be like, I don't know. I'm going to try to have fun with it, though. Yeah. You know? There's there's like a balance to strike between like being Mr. Like takes themselves too serious artist yeah. guy and like trivializing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's somewhere in the middle that yeah. you can like be having fun and like convey that this is real to you, but also like it's okay to like be okay despite yeah. the seriousness of it. Yeah. Like that's, I think that's important too. Cause like a lot of the music, like if you ever like show music to someone and they'll be like, wait, are you okay? dude?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what All I mean? All the time. Yeah. My mom, <laughs> I, I send shit to my mom and she's like, is everything okay? <laughs> right. Uh, do, how are you doing? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, right. Uh, just say what I'm you okay, mom. Say. I just like this shit. <laughs> It's just random bullshit that I'm writing about. Yeah. It's just random bullshit. I don't know. That's what, that's what it feels like to me when I'm writing. It just feels like I'm just kind of like throwing your thoughts at the wall. Just throwing it. Yeah. Yeah. Just throwing thoughts at the wall and seeing what sticks and, uh, fucking wet spaghetti noodles. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, dude. It's like, I think the ironic part for me oftentimes is, uh, when people ask me questions like that, and I don't think that's really much of a problem with the new stuff we're writing because it's very, I made a conscious effort to just be more happy and energetic. Cause I, I don't know. That's I don't cool. Even, I don't necessarily feel that way, but I like yeah. feeling that way while I'm playing it. But, uh, someone would like see like a sad song or like read lyrics that, you know, pretty, pretty dark. And they'd be like, okay, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay because I got it out. Yeah. Like if I was holding all of this stuff in, I'd be probably shitty. Yeah. I'd probably be pretty shitty. But the fact 100%. that I had an outlet for this and now it exists somewhere else that it doesn't have to exist inside of me. It can exist over here in the song or something. Yeah. You know, it's like a way to be okay with all of it. It's very much uh, like therapy. Uh, yeah. Writing music, you know? Yeah, it can be. Or it can be like the worst fucking mind numbing yeah. experience where it's just like nothing is happening. Yeah. Writer's you know? block. And- yeah. Where I just feel like 
I'm no longer good at anything. Yeah. You know? But that's when I just put it down. I might not come back to the guitar for a week, two weeks. And then all of a sudden magic will strike, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah. Because I'm not in control. I had uh, to remember that. Yeah. Like, sometimes I think, like, I want to be in control and I want to say it's time to write and I want to, but I'm just not. It doesn't work like yeah. that. Yeah. Some people are. Some people are masters of their instrument. They understand that's the theory. True. The theory is, yeah. And, like, that's that's cool. They work for that. Me, I don't work very hard at music, you know, like that's Yeah, me too. I don't know if it's ADHD or what. I just do not work very hard at it because like working hard at, at stuff feels like it takes the fun away. Well it's it sounds like you work hard at it. I was listening on the way over here. Um Oh, I listen to that record all the time. Oh, thanks. That dude. one that that I got. Yeah, the tape. Yeah, dude. That my tape player broke though, or it's not. Oh working. shit! Yeah, so I'm gonna have to get a new tape deck. But <laughs> I fucking love that record. Sentences dude. said in 2023. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get a new tape deck. Yeah. Oh hi, Mookie. Oh, thank you. I mean, you know, it's. I'm so uh, hit or miss when it comes to music because like when i say i don't work hard it means i don't force anything to happen like don't get me wrong like i'm fully aware that when it does happen for me it's like it can be pretty like uh i'm i get very like in control of what's happening i i I feel very like locked in and blessed with like a vision of so many different things happening all at once. Like there's so many layers in every single song that just like, boom, they're just there in my head. Like it just happens. Yeah. But, and I'm so thankful for when those come because that's what makes me a musician. Those moments, like Mm -hmm. most of the, most of my day to day, I'm not walking around with like all these ideas in my head all the time. You know, it's just like they strike me and I'm just very, uh, I'm very like the type of, I don't know if it's like a spirit or what, but whatever I have in me is open to those things. I'm yeah. open to the, for the ideas to come, for the music to come. And when it does, boom, I'm in the zone. Yeah. But most of the time it's just like, no, I'm not like sitting there working. I'm not like trying so to you figure don't, out a song. Do you like schedule time to where like you sit down and you, Oh no, no, no. you just, when it comes, it, you, you sit down. And yeah. Do, yeah. yeah. It, it either comes or doesn't. I and mean, it comes off in a pretty inconvenient time. Yeah. Like, Two, three in the morning, I'll just be like, fuck. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, lyrics will just come out of nowhere. That's or, true. Yeah, I've had that happen. Yeah, and it's sometimes... Don't sleep because you're, like, writing a song. Yeah. <laughs> no, it can be really inconvenient. And it, look at this little fat cat. Yeah, oh, she's fat. so good. But, uh, yeah, like, it often um, comes out of nowhere, and it'll make me feel really unproductive when it's not happening. I just feel... I forget that that's how it works for me. And then I'll start with like negative self-talk where I'm like, you're just, yeah. you're just being lazy. You're not trying. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, how did I already forget what happens when I do try? Like it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, like I just have to, I feel like I've getting been getting better at it and I just have to accept that it's going to take me two or three years to write every record because that's yeah. just how long it takes for enough. Yeah. I don't have any B sides or anything. There's no, there's no fat to cut. No. There's no extra anything. It's just yeah. like, I just keep waiting and waiting for shit to happen until eventually I have a record's worth of songs. And then I say, okay, we're done. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. like maybe it'll change one day. I have fucking no idea. Yeah. Maybe I'll get signed to a record label one day and they'll be like, Hey, we need a record in two years. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have no idea what it would be like to, uh, be scheduled into a studio for a, two months straight or something. Yeah. You know, see what happens. It would probably be a vastly different record than what comes the way I do it now. You know, I think it would suck compared to what I do now, but that's just me. Yeah. Like, I think if I had, if I was forced to do something in a certain amount of time, I think it would suck, but I could yeah. be wrong. It could. It could suck really, really could bad. Could suck really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I have to get a picture for the website. I'm going to get it while Mookie's in here. Uh, Mookie, stay. <laughs> oh, good girl. Okay, cool. But uh, I always forget to take a picture of the person for the website. Yeah. The website that nobody cool. goes to. I but, go to it. Oh, you go to the actual uh, website? Well, because usually it's on. I, I go to Spotify. Oh, okay. Yeah. I listen on Spotify. Yeah. And I, I do it on the website so that I can uh, take a screenshot of the website and put it on the Instagram post. And that way, every Instagram post like has a there's like a uniformity to it, like right. like oh, this is the brand of the, these two blue colors are right. <laughs> invite the neighbors, you know. Yeah. But uh, did you make that logo yourself? Um, there's my ex girlfriend. She was doing graphic design, like she was just learning. So I kind of told her what I wanted, and we collaborated on it. Yeah. Um, I knew I wanted like the house with the the music coming out of the chimney. Yeah. Um. And I like picked the font and she, she's the one that like knew how to like use Photoshop and, and stuff. Put it all together. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. It's kind of, uh, when I first made it, I was like super stoked about it. Now I kind of feel like I want a new one. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's just time. I don't Rebranding. Know. Yeah. A little bit like, yeah. you know, this may be the same thing, but like find someone who's like a, a legit like pro, which I think she actually is now, but I'm not going to go to my ex-girlfriend for this, but, um, yeah. I'm finding I know somebody who's yeah. really fucking good and he's like just getting into working with other people. Oh yeah. Yeah. His name's Evan Ferrero, I think. Um he's he's doing a bunch of merch actually. Um for me. And I'll show you some of it. It's it's really killer. Oh sick. Yeah, I think it'd be cool cool to like these yeah. are these are gonna be stickers. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, I like the little alien. Uh, yeah, with the scuba helmet on. Oh yeah, that's yeah. pretty sweet. That's pretty trippy. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Oh, I just noticed the stars on the mushroom too. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And there's um, there's a couple other designs. Mookie, cut it out. She's always fucking scratching. She wants to go outside. Pretty cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fucking sweet, dude. Yeah, I kind of let him really just like have that. free range with it, you know? And yeah. Here. Do whatever he wants to do. I'll put these on the Instagram post. Oh, yeah? You text them to me. That way, people who are listening, they can like just go to the Instagram post that I did for the yeah. episode, and they can... They can see this stuff. Yeah, I'll I'll send them to you. Um, uh, yeah, I guess um, one thing that I I usually ask too is like, do you like lyrical influences? Was it kind of the same as the uh, like Radiohead and all that stuff, or were there other people that kind of influenced um, what you write? Yeah, um, Radiohead, Blind Pilot, um, 
I listen to all I listen to all kinds of stuff though, dude. Um like I listen to folk, jazz, blues. Yeah. Blues is what I was like raised on, you know. That's mm-hmm. what I learned playing playing guitar growing up. Um blues and hard rock. Like Jimmy Page and Led Zeppelin and all that stuff. Oh yeah. Um but what was your question? Like Sorry. about like lyrical lyrical influences, influence, yeah. yeah. Um I don't know where my lyrical influences come from. Yeah, I think that's a harder question. That's a hard question. Yeah, and it's so I've had some people that like straight up just know, but I'm definitely more of the mind where I don't know myself I personally. Think it's more of a subconscious yeah. thing. Yeah, like when I sit down to write, I don't like okay, I'm going to write about this and sit there and write, try to come up with stuff. It'll just pop in my head, and yeah, I'm very in the moment, like. I sit down, I have to record the first take. Like if I don't get the first take, I'm going to be mad at myself because it's always uh, the best take. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's always the best. Like when you're in the moment and you're feeling that inspiration, that first take is like gold to me. The, uh, so I'm going to gas myself up a little bit here yeah. because I, the most magical thing is like the, about the first record so you know the song it's not your fault like the the Mm -hmm. middle song where it's kind of lo-fi and shit yeah the the guitar and the vocals was like played together and just recorded in my living room out there and it was played together it was the first take of i was just playing and singing at the same time and recorded over tape and then it was we did like three takes and we just we just used all of the first one yeah and uh it was one of those things where i was like Oh, I guess we're done now. Like it's I, not your fault. That's the yeah, song. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to yeah. have to listen to that again. Yeah. It was the guitar and the vocals were together. Cool. And then we like did it on tape and then we plugged the tape into the interface and played it in. Yeah. And uh, Tanner, um, young adult fiction, he's the one who recorded it in my living room. And like, as it was playing into the interface, he was like playing it back. And then he was like hitting the rewind like tapping oh yeah is that yeah. where that comes from yeah he was like uh, manually doing it as we played it into the interface to make a digital copy man that is awesome yeah it was very and that was also just his first take doing that really it, yeah it was just two different first take versions of the same thing you know what i mean well Collaborating that's very on magical yeah and it just that must have been a really cool moment yeah yeah it know? was it was dope and then the rest of it was just like adding like the little digital do 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 that was just me later and i did that those a bunch of times but yeah. just to get it right but yeah it was just like i wanted that song to feel lo-fi and like deconstructed and yeah. like the fact that it actually worked out that it got to be just one take yeah of the thing like it was just like oh okay the universe wants this to be this way you know yeah we've got a um on this record coming out the last song actually is uh I think you'll dig it if you like lo-fi stuff because it's very lo-fi. Yeah. It's, um, we recorded it with one of those like copper phones, you know, you know, it's like a copper microphone. I might, I probably know if I saw it. It's got like a, um, like a, uh, telephone kind of frequency range. Oh, okay. So it's like really like 
grungy, dirty, yeah. lo-fi. Nick Diener has one of those, but it's it's set up like an actual telephone. Oh, like the really? microphone. It's it's like a novelty item. Yeah, but it gives you that frequency, and it's like picking. It's like you're picking up a corded phone. Oh, and that singing is into so it. cool. And that's how we did the background vocals on that. Really? Song. Yeah, that's badass. Yeah, <laughs> that is so cool, man. Yeah, we um. We, we put it through that tape deck that I was talking about um, and just like saturated the crap out of it. And it sounds really cool. Yeah. No, I can't I, wait for people to hear it. Yeah. You have to be like, I think I don't want to say the word careful, but like it's, that's the word that's coming to mind. Like just being careful about how like lo-fi is deployed. You know, yeah. you can't just take any random thing and just like, all right, we're going to make this the lo-fi song. Right. Like, I think it's kind of, the, I think this, this whole genre that's like popular of like lo-fi bedroom pop or whatever. Yeah. I get that people like it, but I think it's kind of cheesy to just like take a song and just make, or take it out, making everything lo-fi just for its own sake. And you're not actually doing anything that, uh, like simply just running everything through a lo-fi filter, just doing everything purposely bad is not, is not good in and of itself. But like, if there's a reason to do it, you know, if like, if the vibe is right, like if, Mm. if what you're doing lends itself to that, then like, yeah, I'm all about it. You know? Yeah. It's gotta be the right song for sure. Yeah. And this song is like really, it's really, um, from the heart. It's like from the gut, you know? Yeah. And it's one of those where I'm like belting at the end and it's like, yeah, see, that's cool. It's very, I like that. Like, like the rawness of it's very it. raw. Yeah. yeah. That no auto tune on it. And yeah, it's, but there's, there's auto tune on some of the record. Oh yeah. Like I, sure. I think that it's, it's great. Like to have a Melodyne, I think Melodyne. Yeah, yeah. Where you can like click yeah. that, that program amazes me. Like how you can completely change the frequency of something without Isn't losing that the character. Crazy? Yeah. Like you, you keep all the like the harmonic character of something and just change the tone. Like someone's voice, you can, it's it's unbelievable how you can do that. And it's 100 percent cheating that I do all the time, you know. But it's like I don't, I don't care. I like to cheat. Yeah. In certain areas, I mean, it's not cheating. I'm just like joking about that. But I think it's like definitely. Uh, unrealistic to think that if you hear my music to think that i just got these perfect takes yeah like no i didn't No, <laughs> no it actually took like shit man forest fire i did like 89 bass takes oh shit yeah <laughs> i did like 89 because there's just like one section that just kept tripping me up god damn yeah, yeah wit, wit had me basically rewrite rewrite the uh the middle section bass part and he, and I, we went from this more basic straight groove to like a um like a really syncopated bass part and it was tricky took me like 89 takes <laughs> i wanted to kill myself dude. Like, this is so ridiculous 89 takes holy shit and the fact that you have that number too yeah is it was, good. it's burned in my skull <laughs> well um i think these cats are getting hungry dude yeah yeah so i think if there's anything else that you wanted to say about the album yeah so uh the album's coming out june 16th um got a lyric video coming out this friday oh sweet yeah may 5th um the next single is coming out may 19th bloody knuckles 
And The Loving Touch, June 16th release show. Um, there's going to be some sick merch there. Sweet. Yeah, very exciting stuff. And cassettes. Sweet. I got cassettes made. Fuck so, yeah, Yeah, dude. I'm excited. Who else is on the bill? Uh, Kind of Animal and uh, Fallow Land. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I saw this. Yeah, I yeah. saw that, that flyer. Yeah. That's sick. Well, all right. Yeah, if you want to just like say real quick where people can like find the music yeah, or social um, media or whatever you can find everything important on Linktree uh slash matt kish music um and then instagram is matt kish music as well and that's pretty much it cool yeah yeah all right kiddos thanks for listening um mom and dad i love you i'm sorry